0: Hello, and welcome back to Even the Trunchable. Thanks for rejoining us. Before we start, we just wanted to bring you a quick content warning. We both think that the books we're going to be discussing in this episode are lovely and beautiful, but they do deal with topics which might be difficult for some listeners. Those include grief, the death of a child and the death of a parent, sadness, anger, and occasional moments of violence. Look after yourself, you know what's best for you. No worries at all if you decide you want to give this one a miss. We'll be back next week with a bit of a lighter episode, where we'll be reading books that feature made-up languages. And now, on with the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Even the Trunchbull, our show about children's books and why we still love them as adults. She's Nina. They're Matt.
0: And we think that children's books are for everyone because we've all been kids, even, even the Trunchable. all
1: mistakes, children. Filthy, nasty things. Glad I never was one.
0: From Roald Dahl's beloved Matilda, despite her protestations. Each episode, we'll be reviewing one picture book and one chapter book. We're starting off with the books that we read as kids. But if you've got a book you'd like us to review, especially if you are currently a kid, please get in touch.
1: You can email us on eventhetrunchbull at gmail.com or catch us on Twitter at trunchbullpod. This week, we're reading books around the theme of grief, Michael Rosen's sad book and Pog by Padre Kenny. Would you like to start us off about the sad book, Matt?
0: Uh, Yes. So the sad book I've read a couple of years ago for the first time it was uh given to me by someone very dear to me it feels like a fireside conversation it feels like one of those moments where someone kind of sits possibly possibly at the end of a long night and kind of opens the heart to you mm. but in like a really gentle way that's not it doesn't put too much on you it's just like this is how i feel yeah. sometimes yeah and um, it's
1: really appropriate i'd say even for really young children
0: yeah so it's quite heavy But it's just dealt with in this really matter-of-fact way Um, that's just really touching and and then kind of illuminating at the end. And I think quite noticeably doesn't come to a resolution. No. It doesn't end in a sort of... But it's okay, and sometimes it's just sort of...
1: You have the page full of candles, and then you have Mr. Rosen sitting in the dark staring at a candle with his hollowed-out eyes.
0: It's that thing of, it's okay not to be okay, yeah. and the candle helps, and yeah. it's not going to solve it. But yeah, there are still nice things in the world.
1: We should talk about the illustrations. It's Quentin Blake.
0: Oh, of course, it's Quentin Blake. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they're gorgeous. It's are we doing? Are we doing a synopsis? Have, have we? Have I mean, we it's done not really
1: a story.
0: No, I suppose it isn't. <laughs> it's kind of a poem or a letter. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the other things that I really strikes me with the sad book is that a link between sadness and anger.
1: Well, and mm. him saying he feels angry at Eddie for going and dying and making him sad like that. Yeah, how That's, dare he yeah. go and
0: die? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the, the bit with the, where he's screaming in the shower.
0: Yes. Yeah, there's a whole little sequence where yeah. he shouts in the shower and bangs spoons on the table yeah.
1: and puts and his makes his cheeks like, go woof.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again you can so see
1: yeah. Michael Rosen doing. Yeah.
0: I think for me what I what I love and I, I guess it's something that I try and do in, in my writing as well a lot of the time is take something that's very, very personal and makes it kind of global. Mm. It's like this sort of
1: It's very practical in that. Yeah, sense. it's kind of a how-to yeah.
0: book on dealing with grief, I guess.
1: And sadness in general, yeah.
0: But yes, the illustrations.
1: Yeah. So this drawing, this it opens on a portrait of Michael Rosen by Quentin Blake and he's got this manic grin and these really big eyes.
0: If you know Michael Rosen at all it's a it's a really really good depiction of Michael yeah. Rosen because it's those almost trademark eyes that kind of every all of his those features.
1: popping kind of, eyes,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, everything <laughs> popping out of his face.
1: It really looks like him and it says it's him. Pretending to be happy, even though he's sad because he thinks people might not like him if he's sad I've known quite a few people in the last couple of years lose people, and I've seen this smile on people's faces hmm. you know like the just holding it together but really falling apart inside look and and then there's this sequence of so Eddie is um Michael Rosen's son who died when he was eighteen of meningitis
0: and it's the it's the line um so I loved him very much, but he died anyway. yeah, That's just kind of. I, yeah. I mean I, I, I cried quite a lot when I first yeah. read this book, um, and it nearly got me again just revisiting it now.
1: I think so, but what we're looking at is a double-page spread of Eddie's life from being a little baby in the bath to being a teenager, laughing with his friends, and then the last panel is just empty because he's not there anymore, and it's really powerful. For, you know, it's such simplistic drawings, you know, the drawings that you see in, like, Roald Dahl books. They're doing a really good job with Michael Rosen's words of conveying the grief and the loss.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking now as well, like, one of the sort of occurs to us, one of the things that Quentin Blake manages to do so well in his drawings is, like, capture movement and different yeah. levels of movement. Like, in this sequence we're looking at, it's, like, this... I guess the sketchiness of the drawing, like that franticness Mm -hmm. and that energy and things happening, you can see that. And then in the stiller ones where like, because sad is represented as just this thing, this cloud or this bigness that is just there and isn't always explainable. And in those pictures, you really, really get the stillness as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think there's something about that, that relationship between an author and an illustrator making a book like this must be something really special. Yeah. Because um, it's such a collaboration, isn't it? And quite yeah, Blake it must yeah. have had to kind of get so...
1: So close. Kind
0: of close and deep yeah. into that set of feelings.
1: Well, and he must have looked so much at Michael Rosen's face yeah. when he was sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because he has got a lot of stuff on YouTube and a lot of videos. He like performs a lot of his poems for kids. And you don't see him looking sad. You don't see this face on him. No. So it feels like being let into something.
1: Something really private, yeah. But he's so generous about it, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a really, it's a very, Like it doesn't feel
1: like, oh, I shouldn't be looking. No. It feels like I've been invited in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This kind of does. It feels live. It feels like a sort of like it's happening now, which I think for for something that's written,
1: yeah,
0: is quite quite an achievement.
1: Well, I'm sure it still is live for him. You know, Eddie's still dead.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. About, I mean, that's the thing for me. I the, I remember, but like the first time I read it and rereading it now, you're sort of getting towards the end, waiting for the. Because you know, it, it kind of comes through. Sort of, he's talking about the things that he remembers that are nice, like his mum in the rain and Eddie walking along the street, laughing and laughing and laughing, doing his old man act in the school play, playing saves on the sofa, on and off the sofa, and birthdays, not just mine, other people, um, and the, and candles. There must be candles. And then that's it. Yeah. And that's and it's it's building towards this like and I and it's okay because there's yeah. love in the world and there's people and I can put the sadness away and then it just doesn't quite. He go doesn't there. do
1: that. No. He doesn't give. I it really up. appreciate that about it that it doesn't wrap it up. Yeah. Because it's ongoing and he doesn't. Yeah. Like I said, he doesn't look okay on the last page, but he's holding it together and he's looking at a nice candle, and the work that Quentin Blake's done with the light in this book is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. So.
0: Sometimes sadness happened. Because he's saying that as well. There's a bit in it where he's sort of saying, um, I'm going to try and find the the page for the wording. Um, He's sort of talking about sadness sometimes just being there anyway. Yeah, sometimes I'm sad and I don't know why. It's just a cloud that comes along and covers me up. It's not because Eddie's gone. It's not because my mum's gone. It's just because um, that feeling of sadness just arriving and then passing again. And not mm. really being explicable, I know so well as well. So it's, I mean, I guess you know, it, it sounds very low and downers, but it's quite a sort of.
1: It's lovely. It's and a it's, vehicle. And it's for funny. Grief. Yeah. As well, like it's it's not overwhelming actually. It's not too much.
0: It's really crafted, and it's mm. that again that that thing that Michael Rosen does so well is. It, it feels effortless and it feels mm. kind of top of the head tip of the tongue yeah. and has and it's still got that whimsy as you say it as yeah, you say it's yeah. still got that kind of humor it's a very careful hulk for someone who needs yeah. it yeah um, by someone who
1: it, who also needs it
0: yeah and but like I think that's the generosity of it that concept yeah. of writing not just being something that's something for yourself but yeah. that is like a generous act and like Creating a space for other people to feel stuff and process stuff that they're feeling, and yeah, the enormity of effort.
1: Would recommend for anyone, but especially children experiencing sadness of yeah. any kind.
0: Because it's, I mean, that's that's the context in which it was given to me. the The message of it being like, it is okay to be sad.
1: Yeah. Are we ready to move on?
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's. let's.
1: So our second book for this episode is Pog by Padre Kenny. Um, and this isn't something I grew up with or you. I think it's quite no, recent.
0: No, it's very, very recent yeah. for me. I finished listening to an audiobook of it before I came out to record this and was yeah. late partly because I just had a big cry.
1: Afterwards. Yeah. So that's the kind of book it is. Makes Matt Cry.
0: It's another one of those. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so as it's fresh in your memory, do you want to, tell us what
0: it's about it's so beautiful ah where do we start it's so so lovely it's kind of it's a it's a fantasy book and it's a kind of like uh a, a world where there are sprites and fairies and, and boggets and, and dark wicked things yeah. that hide in the cellar um and it's yeah and, and it's also a book about um uh recently widowed is that the right word dad yeah with two kids moving from london to somewhere in the countryside and it's and it's woodland and and countryside and this old house that belonged to his wife's grandparents
1: yeah i think so um so the woman who died's grandparents yes they've just got the ashes of their mum sent back to them
0: yeah.
1: um and everybody's trying to deal with their stuff David is so angry. And Penny is angry with David and with her dad, because neither of them's dealing with it very well. Her dad's just pretending that everything's okay. And it's really, really not. And Pog, who is a first folk. Pog's up in the attic going, humans have come again. What's yeah. this? What's For this the about? The first
0: time in 30 years yeah. there are humans back in the house. Yeah. Pog is talking, at various points throughout the book, to his granddad who died. And he's uh, remembering things about his grandfather um, and kind of using him as a guide, I suppose.
1: Yeah, he talks him. to him. He, he says, talks him What next, grandfather? Yeah. And grandfather goes,
0: What next, Pog? Yeah. What to do <laughs> next? And yeah, Pog's grammar is kind of adorable. It's yeah. that sort of simplified, very economical with language. (laughs) Slightly childlike, but very just...
1: Oh, he's so adorable, isn't he? He's
0: great. He's very
1: single-minded, isn't he?
0: Yeah. He's got
1: his job, and he's going to do his job really well.
0: Yeah.
1: And if he doesn't do it really well, he tells himself off.
0: He beats himself up quite a bit, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: So in that way, he's a bit of a Dobby character as well, isn't
0: he? He is, he is. He's got, but less kind of off the wall than Dobby. Yeah. I think Dobby's got that kind of, like um bull in a china shop thing of like tries to help and then messes things up <laughs> yeah um
1: yeah pog's a bit more competent isn't he
0: pog's quite grounded
1: yeah um and so he starts trying to do his job around them but they're kind of getting in his way
0: because um, pog doesn't like the kids at first at no all. he's like what? they're in his way yeah it's like
1: <laughs> moving his stuff around
0: he's their protector yeah but he's like, oh, guys, like, stop playing with my stuff. Like, I'm doing a job here. Like,
1: Stop trapping my mouse. Yes. <laughs> um. And David thinks that the stuff that's moving around them is rats. And so he decides to set some rat traps. But they don't trap a rat. They trap a pog.
0: Yeah.
1: And Penny and David become friends with pog.
0: And pog's job is to keep the darkness out. Yes. Essentially.
1: Yes. And Pog is full of sympathy for Penny and David because Pog has lost his grandfather. Yeah. So he knows what it's like to lose someone. And he creeps down in the night and he polishes their mum's urn. Yeah. And he looks at the photos and he yeah. organises all the like books of photos on the shelf. Yeah. Um, he's trying to look after them and he's trying to keep them safe. And they're trying to keep him safe. And they don't tell any of this to their dad because he's off pretending everything's fine. Um, And it becomes apparent that more and more dark things are coming through, coming through the necessary, which we don't know what it is. But Pog says he has to guard the necessary to stop things coming through. And more and more of them are coming through. We don't know why, but it's probably got something to do with the tree that bit David in the woods. Yeah. David is drawn to this tree because he thinks he can hear his mum calling for help,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So he keeps going back. And
0: he frees a tree sprite who sort of says, um, I was locked in this tree by monsters mm-hmm. who destroyed all my people. Um,
1: you freed me, I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah.
1: He's called Um Kipwick, yeah. the tree sprite, and he's so kind to young David. I, I need to read out this bit. A cloud moved over the moon. The darkness covered the corpses that lay out of sight behind Kipwick's tree. It covered the hare with its broken neck, the fox that had been torn and gutted, the many squirrels that now gazed sightlessly into the night, and the darkness covered Kipwick's face. It's a really dark book. It's <sighs>
0: yeah. like, it's, I mean, yeah. It's totally a kid's book. Yeah. But it's really not a kid's book. Yeah. So it's kind of. Yeah. It's just, it's a story about grief and the family and then Pog simultaneously dealing with this unresolved grief. Um, And I think similarly to the sad book, is kind of the places that grief can go and the things Mm -hmm. that can happen from that. So David's anger um, building from his sadness that then leads to kind of, there are consequences to that anger. Um, That really got me The terror of that, because all of the dark stuff is in the dark place behind the door. Yeah. Apart from this one little tree kid. Making Pickwick a sympathetic character is a real success of the writing. Because he is evil. He is the baddie. But again is just it feels like watching someone dealing with their own grief yeah. and their own issues in completely the wrong way.
1: And he doesn't comfort David badly, to be honest. No,
0: he's, he, 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 yeah, he's friendly, he's yeah. nice, he's, he, he's everything David needs at do. And he, and he makes a lot
1: of room for David's grief and anger.
0: Yeah. like In those initial bits where he's kind of comforting David and he's yeah. sort of saying, you know, like, I've, I've had grief too, grief is okay. Mm. There, there, there's a certain amount of sympathy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me. He I, he he starts out pretty sympathetic, I think. Even when you know he's killed all those animals in the forest, when you see him with David, he, he is what David needs. Yeah, You know, like, David doesn't actually want boundaried, responsible support of his grief. David wants someone who will go mad with him.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like who will go mad with grief with him
0: and go into the darkness and go into the darkness yeah and nobody
1: else is offering that yeah i think that's what's partly what's so appealing about kipwick is he will reach out and touch david you know put his hand on him and let david cry david hasn't done that with the others no david doesn't let himself cry with the others
0: yeah I'm talking about the sort of gendered aspects of the book um david and, and his anger and that being yeah. I, I while i was listening to it because the thought crossed my mind about the gendered stuff because there's a lot of fighting and swordplay mm. and all of that and and david's anger being yeah. such a driving force and i was thinking well you know if that was if that was led by penny that would still that would still read and that's it's not yeah. at all, it's not necessarily gendered but that young lad having sort of visceral pent-up anger hmm. as his kind of only seemingly valid way of processing yeah, these yeah. feelings.
1: That's very socialised as male, isn't it? Yeah,
0: and, and that, that felt quite true in the context mm-hmm. of the book.
1: In a way, it's like Penny and Dad are not sad enough. They don't... How how have we just accepted this terrible thing happened?
0: They don't have the same anger that yeah, he does.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, how... How can, like, like, it's a betrayal of their mum yeah. to accept that she's gone?
0: It's a bit, do not go gently into that good night. Yeah, it? yeah,
1: like, why have, why aren't we fighting this?
0: But also, Pickwick. I'm, I'm, Pickwick. Pickwick. Um, no, Kipwick. Kipwick.
1: Yeah. Kipwick
0: <laughs> gives him something back. Yeah. With a complete, sort of, malicious, evil, ulterior motive. Yeah. But, I mean, Pog's kind of an empty vessel, right? Like, he, he's there for them and he's, mm. he's a way for them to process the grief you're saying like they can talk to pog yeah. but pog doesn't really give anything back it doesn't sort of
1: like no, there is doesn't. sympathy
0: there mm. but in a way it's a really healthy response to that grief. he just listens
1: yeah he's really boundary doesn't he
0: yeah he's all it's kind of almost subliminally the way a counselor would approach it yeah. that he just kind of accepts and holds those feelings whereas like yeah, maybe David needs more than that. Yeah. Which is why this when Pickwick comes along and is saying it's okay to feel this? Yeah. Which actually he's doing in a really manipulative way, but gives but that true. extra level of yeah. comfort.
1: Well, and he gives him something to do about it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. David wants to do something about it. He does not want to accept, just accept that you know she went out shopping and then she was dead. What?
0: again is that quite male? is that is is this that practical practical um, i need i need to do something i need to fix this
1: yeah yeah mm. for sure um and the dad's doing the same thing i'm going to go and fix this house about the grief yeah
0: yeah we're going to make it <laughs> open plan and this yeah. is going to be uh, yes cuz that's it he says um yeah that's the bit in the studio that prompts that awkwardness yeah. he says something about um I want this to be a place that we can move on and push forward yeah. and does like an action with his hands, <laughs> and then they both sort of are a bit embarrassed. Uh, yeah. that he's that he's described it yeah. like that and done this little action. Um that's the re that the really tragic thing about the dad is like you watch him being gutted with himself. Yeah. <laughs> like he can't do anything about it, but he's yeah. like the way he's behaving is like, oh, this is not the way to be dealing with this. No. But is Literally, the only thing that I'm capable of. Penny has much more of a level head.
1: Yeah, she's older.
0: It's true. Um,
1: yeah. And she's a girl. And I feel like she's really, and this is unfair on her, but like she's really stepped into the mum role. Her mum's gone. And she is mumming those two men, those boys. You know, she's looking after her dad. Yeah. She's looking after her brother. She's trying to get them to talk to each other civilly, which is difficult.
0: She, of the three of them, she's the only one who seems to kind of be. Mindful of where other people are. Mm-hmm. You know, D- David isn't doing that. And again, he's young, but he's yeah. very bound up in his own anger. But the dad isn't really doing that either.
1: No, and he should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and it's really unfair on Penny. He leaves a lot of that parenting to Penny, I feel like, yeah. with David. And yeah. Penny's not very old. No. And that's quite a common gendered dynamic, I think, when you have made a woman. President of all the emotions, and then she's just gone. Often it just falls on the next oldest girl. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but he's, you know, it's and it's Penny who suggests scattering the ashes yeah. at the end as well,
1: which is such a good idea. Yeah. And she's ready for it, and David's ready for it. That's maybe not
0: quite, he, is he?
1: He's dad's not, but. Maybe he's not going to be.
0: Yeah.
1: He's, he was not going to suggest it, was he? No. He was going to have it up no, on the mantelpiece gonna... forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was going to talk to it. Like he does at the beginning, he goes, your mum's stuck on the motorway or something. When um the delivery of the ashes goes wrong.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, the chapter opens on the dad going, your mum's stuck on the motorway. And it's not clear yet that the mum is dead.
0: And then the delivery driver shows up. the delivery up.
1: driver shows up with the jar.
0: And Penny's like, could you give me my mum, please? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And the delivery driver scuttles away.
0: He's like, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> But, you know, like, the dad is still talking about her like she's alive. Oh,
0: I just had a thought. Is, uh, uh, is Pog and the dad kind of the same person?
1: So Pog is the healthy side of the dad?
0: Yeah. In the way that, like, stagings of Peter Pan... The dad and Captain Hook are always played yeah. by the same, it's kind of like, that's the the metaphor they're setting up, like, because Pog does that as well, like, when... Maybe... And Pog
1: still talks about grandfathers if he's alive. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe what, I don't think they're the same person, but maybe what Pog's doing is stepping in where the dad can't.
0: Yeah, yeah, Pog is, like, the healthy side of the, yeah. of dad and the bits that dad can't be, and it's maybe a projection of the kids of what yeah, they need yeah. dad to be. Yeah, the kids are be. like,
1: wish dad would do this. yeah. Pog is quite masculine, isn't he? But he's masculine in this like lovely, untoxic way, where you know he is a protector and a defender and a fighter, and he's. But also, he's super in touch with his emotions, and you know he's got this lovely close relationship with his grandfather.
0: Oh, Pog He's lovely, isn't he? Yeah, he's, such he's so lovely. Lovely little Bodkin. <laughs>
1: That's a good word for him, a bodkin. A
0: bodkin, yeah. yeah.
1: Like a little bod.
0: Yeah, just a little <laughs> bumbling along. Thing. But he's like on it, and he's like a fierce little fighter. He's yeah. great. Like, he's yeah. proper sort of like, oh, yeah, I want him in my life. How old is Pog?
1: Pog's really old.
0: But it's like, But he reads as a kind of 10-year-old. Do you yeah. not think? Mm. Like it's a bit of both because he's got that kind of like
1: he's very wise.
0: He is very wise, but he's also that single-mindedness thing. Yeah, there's a very sort of like he's been set a task and he's been set a job, and that's and what he's just he'll do. do it. And he'll and it's there's something about that link to his grandfather kind of creates that juvenile sense for me that he's like, I suppose almost reliant on a mentor. So
1: he's not developing. He's stuck with his grandfather, isn't he?
0: Yes.
1: He's the same person.
0: Yeah.
1: He, you know, he's no more evolved at all later because he's still just, you know, there's probably only so many things his grandfather was able to say to him before he died. And so he's probably just playing them all on a loop. You know, he can't produce any more new content. So it's just the same things over and over again. Good Pog. What's next to Dupog? yeah, you know he's just getting himself through every day. he's not able to accept it or move on, is he? Yeah, he just he gets through every day and he's really brave
0: until right at the end when his yeah. granddad says, "I love you more than the world yeah, and it's like the first yeah, because I've not thought about that yeah. that's like the first time that his grandfather says something, something that isn't new. just a kind of yeah something yeah. new like it's why it's so nice having that end moment of him being able to let go of that, even though that's so sad, is that it feels like throughout the book, Pog's not totally his own person. You know, he's he's there. He needs a lot of guidance. He's there to fulfil this task, and he needs some guidance to fulfil that.
1: And it's a really difficult, lonely task when he has to do it. Yeah. And he just accepts that. He never goes, maybe I don't care about this task.
0: He never grumbles. No. No.
1: No, he just does it yeah uh, it, you're right he is very childlike but i think he's very old
0: um i i like this you've mentioned in that the moment where they go they go on their quest hunting for greebledys yeah. or rats um and they, yeah, they go hunting for us. Yeah. At that moment, they just start cracking up at yeah. Griebel because it was a
1: Griebel dies and rat poo, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a word that Mum used, <laughs> yeah. and it, that's it's such a lovely moment because, yeah. as well, in terms of that kind of like processing of grief things, just they just sort of sit and crack up at each mm. other for ages and ages and ages, and that kind of like, where's where's the line between? Cr- yeah, l- l- laughing and crying. L-
1: laughing and
0: crying. yeah. But that they're
1: able to access something about their mum that was lovely, yeah. not just sadness. Yeah. That they've still got this word, this ridiculous word yeah. that's really funny. And then they're saying they're falling about, about the rat poo, aren't they? That they can't find any rat poo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because David's yeah. taking it so seriously. He's like, well, we have to eradicate these things out of the house. I'm going to put traps down. Are you going to help me? Or David's He's very so earnest. angry and yeah. earnest all the time. Yeah. And Penny's like, oh, if we must can't make this dad's problem. Like, she is really taking on the mum's role, isn't she, Oh, Penny's
0: Henny? dealing with this better than anyone. Yeah. And it, she's really kind of, like, she's really on it and sort of cajoling everyone else along. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, let's, <laughs> come on. like, we've been wallowing for a while now. Let's can go for we, a walk. Can we stop yeah. doing this, yeah. please? Um, One of the other things that I kind of was really, really interested in this was there's sort of this idea of it plays briefly with the idea of what is good and what is evil. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of settles its point on that quite quickly, but there's a moment of who are the goodies and who are the baddies. Yes. Here. And the yeah. darkness that's being kept out, there's a sort of brief suggestion that, That they're the victims. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. And interesting that it didn't maintain that as well. I think having that kind of... I don't know. I don't know. Because it was sort of... The darkness is the baddie in this story. Yeah. But there was... Maybe it's kind of... There's an acknowledgement that... There's definitely an acknowledgement that the darkness is necessary. Yeah. yeah. It is a necessary part of the processing of, of the grief. Um and is part of the world and needs yeah. to be part of the world, but needs to be I don't know, kept where it belongs, I suppose. Yeah.
1: yeah, kept in check.
0: Yeah.
1: Not allowed to take everything over and destroy everything that's good. Yeah. And
0: everything that's left.
1: So we really love this book.
0: Ah, oh, it's a new favorite.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Who's
0: who it for? Who would it be good for?
1: I would not go too young just because of the violence. Yeah. Um, it's the only age prohibitive thing in it, I think.
0: Because the yeah the grief the, the grief the, the grief, of is grief fine. I think is is fine, but it does get a bit. It, yeah, it doesn't pull punches at points with the.
1: Yeah. Um, I also think this would be a nice one to read together.
0: I think so i really think so
1: this would be a really lovely like a chapter a night read together especially if you are reading to a kid who's maybe a bit sensitive to the violence i think it would really help to have you reading it with them mm. i maybe wouldn't leave this alone in the hands of a very sensitive child because i think the violence might just be very upsetting but you yes know, so i'm saying parental guidance for the very young yeah but uh it's great,
0: um, but I think also I, I think as a I think it is a kid's book, but I think it's an sure. adult's book as well. Yeah. I think whatever age you are,
1: yes, yeah, um, definitely. Again, if you're an adult, definitely read it.
0: Similarly, to the sad book as a as a vehicle for processing grief, it brought back a lot of stuff for me um, mm-hmm. and made sense of a lot of things. The thing at the end that it comes round to of pain and joy being part of the same thing, yeah, and suffering being necessary, and the the joy of memories. And the suffering that those memories bring, being intrinsically linked. Yeah. Um, and being powerful and being the force and the essence of life.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and the joy of letting go beyond the the necessity of letting go. Yeah. Like that being able to be a lovely thing yeah. and a celebratory thing.
1: Yeah, it's not at all um a betrayal of grandfather, is it when Oh, let's go!
0: No, I mean, Grandpa suggests it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a happy thing. Mm. It's um, everyone's so much happier once they find a way to Accept scatter the ashes. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was episode two of Even the Trunchbull.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Once again, if you've any thoughts on books you loved as a kid.
0: Or love now as a kid.
1: Let us know or ask a grown up to let us know. We're at eventhetrunchbull at gmail.com and on Twitter at trunchbullpod.
0: And the intro music for this episode and every episode is What a Wonderful Day by Shane Ivers.
1: And remember, kids' books can be for everyone because we've all been kids. Even Even the the trunchbull. Trunchbull.